Thanks for tuning in. I'm Zach, and this is Podcast Junkie, a weekly bite-sized show that gives you a look into a new podcast each week. If you're looking to help further Podcast Junkie and support indie podcasts, don't forget to check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podcast junkie, or join our Discord community. The link is available on castjunkie.com, where we have a full line of support indie podcast merch. Profits from our Patreon and merch sold all go back to support other people's podcast indie endeavors. With that, let's get into this week's review. This week, we're getting spooky with Three Spooked Girls. Three Spooked Girls is hosted by Tara and Jessica. The theme of this podcast is paranormal stories either experienced by either of the lovely hosts or stories from others, which may include some historical stories you may be familiar with already. Don't limit these two women just to paranormal and spooky stories of things not normally seen, though. They also cover some true crime topics because, well, sometimes true crime cases can leave behind the paranormal entities that they talk about as well. Seriously, though, these two women do an incredible job researching the stories that they haven't personally experienced and put on a comedic twist that will have you smiling and enthralled with their storytelling. So if you're into paranormal or true crime stories, Let's take a quick listen, and we'll talk a little bit more about the show when we get back. But she did have a celebrity come to her house. Harry Houdini came and did a midnight seance in the up in the creepy room that was fucking 100 degrees, literally, when we were there. Essentially, he went because not to prove ghosts were there. He wanted to disprove that there was spirits. Not, And he didn't even do that in a malicious way. That's just kind of how he was. He was a skeptic. But when he held his seance, he said that he couldn't concretely say that spirits didn't exist. So I'm going to guess he had some activity and he probably got the shit scared out of him. (laughs) I mean, I think that's what happens with like every person who tries to do a seance there. Mm -hmm, Right. Except for Ryan and Shane, they get shit every time. Pretty much, right? Jesus. So we're going to go ahead and come to the end of Sarah's story. So in September of 1922, she did pass away. Thankfully, it was peacefully in her sleep. Like, I think everybody wants to die, (laughs) as weird as that sounds to say. Mm -hmm. She didn't have any children, and she wasn't really close with any of her other family. So everything in her will was left to her secretary and her one niece that she was close with. Obviously, she had so much shit in this giant ass house. So the niece took what she wanted and then everything else was sold in a private auction. So if you go there today, all of that stuff, all of the furniture and everything is in that time period. But it's not her furniture because it's just been dispersed everywhere. Mm -hmm. And supposedly it took six work trucks working eight hours a day for six weeks to remove all the furniture from the home and everything. But of course, like everything with Sarah, there's like some biographer who was like, no, that's wrong. But you know, she had so much stuff. It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest with you, that it took that long. Well, and you think about it, like, it's like a hundred and something rooms. Right. And I think the only things that probably are from Sarah is that stuff that was found in that attic. Mm-hmm. But that was because that attic was like sealed off. Right. Sarah sealed it off. And so when they went in, they were like, oh, look, this shit belongs here. Yeah, exactly. So the house wasn't really left to anybody. So the house ended up being sold at auction and it got sold for $135,000, which <laughs> it's like nothing. 
And basically that was because of the design, just like they said it was unfinished and it was impractical. And then also because of all the damage that was from the earthquake, just the value was really low. So they got a great deal. Well, yeah, because with Sarah, like just earthquake happened. She just was like, oh, don't go in that part of the house anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And so for 10 years, uh, this was owned by John and Mame Brown. And they originally were leasing the house. But then after the, uh, the 10 years, they actually bought it. And then in February of 1923, about five months after Sarah's death, the house was actually open to the public with them serving as the first tour guide for the house. Mm-hmm. And then now today, it's owned by Winchester Investments, LLC. It's a private company, and basically it's just the family of the Browns. And, you know, they've done a great job with keeping yeah. everything in the time period and all of that. So I think they've done a great job at just like staying true to the roots for the story and for Sarah and everything like that couple little fun facts here, and I'm going to hand it off to Jessica. In the early 90s, the Winchester property, they had a parapsychologist come over His in like a paranormal investigator too. His name was Christopher Chacken. I don't know. Yeah, sounds right. Cool. Uh, and Christopher in, had an investigation. He did a 30-day monitoring of the house, and he did report haunt phenomena on the property, which there are so many encounters, so many stories, you know, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, it was announced that another room with period furniture was built in the courtyard, which is that attic space that Jessica was talking about mm-hmm. with the couch, um, a dress form, a sewing machine and paintings. And we saw that room. And then in 2017, which is, you know, two years ago, they added on that tour that we went on the Explore More tour. And then this was all the extra rooms that's not with mm-hmm. that original tour. So you get to see everything in the house and everything unfinished. If you go do it and you don't have to pay the full tour fee if you add it on. It's like only like 10 or so dollar, $20 extra person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cheap. Mm-hmm. That is all I had for Sarah and the home. So I'm going to hand it over to Jessica now. She was upstairs and on one of the balconies, like she had to, she had to basically climb over this banister and like climb up over this like shingled roof and then down onto another banister or balcony. And while she was climbing on the shingle, like shingled roof part, she slipped and almost fell off the roof. Ooh. Right. <laughs> she did not become a ghost. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> the story isn't about Jamie's ghost. But so she's there and she said she had her hand, like her right hand on the wall that was right next to her. And so she was like recovering. And she's like, I heard clear as day somebody say to me, are you okay? Do you need help? Oh, Jamie replied, no, thank you. I'm fine. And then she said she felt like so her hand is pressed up against a wall and she felt like someone placed their hand over her hand. And like she could feel like if someone was like doing that and say, if you need help, you just have to ask. Crazy. She was like, thank you. I'm okay." And then she said she felt the hand and the pressure go away. After listening to that, I know I don't have to be the one that tells you that these two women do an awesome job captivating us as the audience. The topics are fun and insightful for not only just true crime fans, but also the paranormal fans each and every week. Topics ranging from what we just heard about the Winchester House in California and the odd history behind it, Manson is crazy cult, and even a demon dog. These are just some of the spooky topics that they've recently covered. Speaking of recent... I was extremely pleased to update this review with the Stabby Snippets, which is now an additional episode each week. 
So along with the normal releases each and every Monday, just like Podcast Junkie, Three Spook Girls also does a release of a smaller episode that they're calling Stabby Snippets, each and every Thursday. These snippets so far last between 20 to 30 minutes, where a normal episode ranges between 40 to 60 minutes. So it's a nice little buffer in the week before we get a new full release. I will say it's a nice addition to my weekly binge of podcasts. It's a great way to add in a true crime case that's just coming to light or something that doesn't have very much information on it. So with that, I highly encourage that if you're into spooky stories, true crime, or even an occasional ghostly tale, you go and subscribe to Three Spook Girls. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy listening to Three Spook Girls or any other podcast we've previously covered, which can all be found wherever you're listening to Podcast Junkie. You can find us at Cast Junkie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So follow us, won't you? We'll be posting links to this show and all others we've covered on them. Don't forget to subscribe to Podcast Junkie so that you can get the next episode as soon as it drops. And rate and review us to help us get our name out there. Have a podcast suggestion? Send them to us at castjunkie.com and we'll add it to our list. Until next week, don't forget to binge all the podcasts we've been highlighting.